So welcome to our podcast today on A Course in Miracles. And I wanted to discuss uh, Lesson 93, Light and Joy and Peace Abide in Me. And I also wanted to discuss, because I'm doing a review right now of, of that series of lessons from Lesson 91 to 110, and it's it's um, often given to us to think of the lesson every hour, and this time it says uh, in these reviews. Um, We stress the need to let your learning not lie idly between your longer practice periods. It recommends you do a practice period in the morning and a practice period in the evening. You know, a longer practice period of five to ten minutes where you're thinking about the lesson. But then it says, attempt to give your daily two ideas a brief but serious review each hour. Use one on the hour and the other on the half an hour. You need not give more than just a moment to each one. Repeat it and allow your mind to rest a little time in silence and in peace. Then turn to other things, but try to keep the thought with you and let it serve to help you keep your peace throughout the day. So, I mean, often that's um, a direction in the course to remember the lesson every hour. So... What do you think about that? Because our tendency is to not do it. Yeah, I think it's good to set the clock to ring because otherwise you forget. Yeah, so you can set you know, the timer on your phone. Or, um, so I think what it's trying to do is get you more immersed in, in the thought, which is the miracle. So it's trying to turn your mind around from focusing on things in daily life that might be challenging or a problem or something and then think of the miracle which kind of takes you out of this focus on you know the tasks of the day so to speak so it says another thing in this introduction to the review that's interesting um and it's talking about our tendency to skip these hourly practice periods. And it says, learning will be hampered when you skip a practice period because you are unwilling to devote the time to it that you are asked to give. Do not deceive yourself in this. Unwillingness can be most carefully concealed behind a cloak of situations you cannot control. Learn to distinguish situations that are poorly suited to your practicing from those that you establish to uphold the camouflage for your unwillingness. Mm. What do you think of that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you always talk about unwillingness, so there it is. Yeah, so it's saying, you know, you often say about forgiveness, it's not that you can't forgive, it's that you won't forgive. Mm-hmm. Meaning that it's your unwillingness for to forgive 
is what's the issue. Some people say, oh, well, I can never forgive that. No, it just means that they won't forgive it. They've decided to hold the grievance or they've decided to, you know, maintain the memory of whatever that incident was and they're not going to let go of it. So this is saying the same about the practice. It's saying, well, uh, you could say, well, I'm too busy or I have something more important, but it's really your unwillingness to do the practice that's why you're not doing it. Yeah. So I just wanted to point that out because this this period we're doing this review or I'm doing this review and it does say that uh, remembering the lesson one on the hour there are actually two lessons for each review day so it says remember one on the hour and the other on the half an hour and it says you don't even have to think about them you don't have to give a full five minutes just bring the thought to mind and give it a few moments to think about and that's the practice mm. so what's the one we're supposed to think about so today? so one of them that i wanted to go more deeply into is this lesson 93 light and joy and peace abide in me You think you are the home of evil, darkness, and sin. You think if anyone could see the truth about you, he would be repelled, recoiling from you as if from a poisonous snake. You think if what is true about you were revealed to you, you would be struck with horror so intense that you would rush to death by your own hand, living on after seeing this being impossible. What do you make of that? Wow, well, I think if you haven't ever read the Course and you're stuck in religion, you might, and you haven't cleared your subconscious thoughts, you might have have that feeling that you're a horrible person. Mm. Yeah, well, we talk a lot about this personal lie that people have, which is their most negative thought about themselves, and I think if you think that that's real, and that's true, and not a lie, then that's, this vision is what you're going to have. Right. You're going to be afraid to look. And I'm you're a gonna, loser, I'm bad. I'm... You're going to think that if anybody sees the truth about you, they're going to, it even says, recoil in horror, <laughs> um, as if from a poisonous snake. Mm. Those are pretty strong words. Mm. So these are beliefs so firmly fixed that it is difficult to help you see that they are based on nothing. That you have made mistakes is obvious. That you have sought salvation in stranger ways, have been deceived, deceiving and afraid of foolish fantasies and savage dreams, and have bowed down to idols made of dust. All this is true by what you now believe. So I think, you know, we were reading earlier about how the body's eyes have a certain perception of sin and that sin is something that can't be corrected. But reason or the Holy Spirit's view of any 
any mistake you've made is that it can be corrected and that the correction and the miracle are kind of one and the same. So if there's a negative feeling or negative thought that that can always always be reversed in in the Holy Spirit's you know giving of a miracle but you have to be willing to change your mind mm -hmm. today we question this <clears throat> not from the point of view of what you think but from a very different reference point from which such idle thoughts are meaningless these thoughts are not according to God's will these weird beliefs he does not share with you. This is enough to prove that they are wrong, but you do not perceive that this is so. Why would you not be overjoyed to be assured that all the evil that you think you did was never done, that all your sins are nothing, and that you are as pure and holy as you were created, and that light and joy and peace abide in you? Your image of yourself cannot withstand the will of God. You think that this is death, but it is life. You think you are destroyed, but you are saved. You think you are destroyed because of the sin? You think you're going to be destroyed, you mean? Well, you know how when we ask people, uh, what's your fear of giving up the thought, yeah. I'm not good enough, or I'm, I'm wrong, or I'm... Uh, you know, I'm bad. They say, well, I wouldn't exist or yeah, I'd die. Yeah, okay. You know, they say that mm -hmm. because they're so used to feeling that negative uh, self-assessment mm -hmm. that if you take that away from them, they feel like they don't exist. Yeah. Okay, so that's what this is saying, that you think that if the light is really shown to you, and God's really going to bring to your awareness your true identity, that that would kill you. Well, it would kill the ego, or it would render the ego meaningless. And we're attached to the ego, so that's why we don't want to do this. But constantly the Course is saying that the ego is the false self you made up. It's not your real self. And the purpose of the Course is to get you to see your real self. Mm -hmm. And in this case, your real self has light and joy and peace abiding in your real self. Why would you not be overjoyed to be assured that all the evil that you think you did was never done, that all your sins are nothing, that you are as pure and holy as you were created and that light and joy and peace abide in you. Well, why wouldn't you be overjoyed? Are you overjoyed to find that out? Your image of yourself cannot withstand the will of God. You think that this is death, but it is life. You think you are destroyed, but you are saved. Mm -hmm. The self you made is not the Son of God. There it is. Mm -hmm. Therefore, this self does not exist at all, and anything it seems to do and think means nothing. It is neither bad nor good. It is unreal, and nothing more than that. 
It does not battle with the Son of God. It does not hurt him nor attack his peace. It has not changed creation nor reduced eternal sinlessness to sin and love to hate. What power can this self you may possess when it would contradict the will of God? What do you make of that? I was thinking this would be good to give to somebody to study who's really stuck in their personal life, right? Yeah, well... That lesson. Yeah, because the truth is something that we're not so familiar with, you know. We think that some negative experience or negative thought or some judgment that we have based on our negative experience, we tend to think that's true. Oh, well, it happened, therefore it's true. But what the Course is trying to get us to see is that thought is the precedent of all experience. So what is true or not true has to be uh, based on what is the quality of that thought that's forming that experience. So this is saying what's true is that light and joy and peace abide in you and you are the holy son of God with the light and the peace and the joy and if you saw that it would not produce any negative experiences so the fact that you think you're bad or you think you're dark or you think you're something else will attract a so-called negative experience Mm -hmm. but the premise is what we have to work with. The premise being the thought that preceded the negative experience. Mm-hmm. So that would, the Course would say that thought that produced the negative experience is not true. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it does not exist. Mm-hmm. But then we're going to say, but what, what, do you, what do you mean? I did something bad and I got thrown in jail and I was two years in jail. Mm -hmm. And you're going to say, well, that's true. That's my truth. Well, it's the truth of the self you made up, but it's not the truth of your holy self. That's a good way to say it. Your sinlessness is guaranteed by God. Over and over this must be repeated until it is accepted. It is true. Your sinlessness is guaranteed by God. Nothing can touch it or change what God created as eternal. The self you made, evil and full of sin, is meaningless. Your sinlessness is guaranteed by God, and light and joy and peace abide in you. So what do you make of that? Well, that's the good news. (laughs) That's the good news that we all need to hear. And that's the truth. So that's why I'm saying your personal lie can't continue if you really get this lesson, right? Yeah, I mean, this is a good lesson to give everybody. It, it's like we have this undo, redo process yeah, for people to, to uh, 
get over their personal lie, but this, this lesson is also an undo-redo process because it puts it out very clearly. Yeah. There, there is the self you made up that has this darkness and has this quote-unquote sin that you think is real. And then there's this self-God created which has the light and the joy and the peace. And then there's this interim period where you're undoing one and going to the other where sin is not real. It's just a mistake that can be Mm -hmm. corrected. Mm -hmm. And that that's what the Holy Spirit's function is, is to, to correct the error and move you out of the self you made up into the awareness of the self God created. Mm -hmm. Salvation requires the acceptance of but one thought. You are as God created you, not what you made of yourself. Yeah, so that's what we always say in the undo-redo process. I am as God created me. So what number lesson is this? 93. Oh, that's good. And the next 94 is, I am as God created. Oh, okay. Whatever mistakes you made, the truth about you is unchanged. Creation is eternal and unalterable. Your sinlessness is guaranteed by God. You are and will forever be exactly as you were created. Light and joy and peace abide in you because God put them there. So... I, I mean, I think the other subtle point that we need to get is that you don't have to do anything or accomplish anything or change anything or add anything to be as God created you. So even in the period of time or life or your evolutionary process where you think you are this self you made up with all the mistakes and all the darkness and all the shame and all the guilt and all that even amidst that period where you're focused on that you still are perfect as God created you yeah even while you think you aren't (laughs) even while you think you aren't Mm -hmm. so so being as God created you requires no, no improvement, so to speak. You don't have to add A, B, or C, and then all of a sudden you say, well, because I've improved myself, now I'm as God created yeah, okay. me. No, it's you already are that. So the only thing you need to do is undo the illusion that you're a sinner Mm. or that you're dark or that you're not good enough or that you're bad or that you're whatever, you know? So when you see that those thoughts you have about yourself aren't true, the self as God created emerges. It was always there, but it was obscured by this self you made up. So as you undo the self you made up, and let go and forgive and you're also undoing your perception of other people's self you think you made up or they made up so as you're forgiving the whole self made up the ego in yourself and others then the true self emerges 
and it was always there. Mm -hmm. You discover it was always there. In our longer exercise period today, which would be most profitable if done for the first five minutes of every waking hour, see, there you are. Mm -hmm. There's that, that request for you to bring this to mind, mm -hmm. five minutes of every waking hour. Begin by stating the truth about your creation. Light and joy and peace abide in me. My sinlessness is guaranteed by God. Then put away your foolish self-images and spend the rest of the practice period in trying to experience what God has given you in place of what you have decreed for yourself. Okay, so here's that word experience. Um, it's going, you're going to give yourself the demonstration of a different experience when you change your mind. So it begins with changing your mind. Light and joy and peace abide in me, and my sinlessness is guaranteed by God. That's a new thought, a new premise, that wipes away all those old judgments about yourself. And now you give yourself five minutes out of every hour to experience whatever that's going to give you. So then you have demonstrations of a new thought and a new experience. That's why the practice periods are so important. Mm. To give you a practical demonstration of what changing your thought will do. You are what God created or what you made. One self is true, the other is not there. Try to experience the unity of your one self. Try to appreciate its holiness and the love from which it was created. Try not to interfere with the self which God created as you, as you by hiding its majesty behind the tiny idols of evil and sinfulness you have made to replace it. Let it come into its own. Here you are, this is you and light and joy and peace abide in you because this is so. You may not be willing or even able to use the first five minutes of each hour for these exercises. Try, however, to do so when you can. At least remember to repeat these thoughts each hour. Light and joy and peace abide in me. My sinlessness is guaranteed by God. Then try to devote at least a minute or so to closing your eyes and realizing that this is a statement of truth about you. If a situation arises that seems to be disturbing, quickly dispel the illusion of fear by repeating these thoughts again. Should you be tempted to become angry with someone, tell him silently, light and joy and peace abide in you. Your sinlessness is guaranteed by God. You can do much for the world's salvation today. You can do much today to bring you closer to the part in salvation that God has assigned to you. And you can do much today to bring the conviction to your mind that the idea for the day is true indeed. Mm, beautiful. So are we willing to do this hourly five minutes? Yeah, light and, and I'm supposed to say light and peace and joy abide in me. Light and joy and peace. Light and joy and peace abide, abide in me. me. My sinlessness is guaranteed by my God. My sinlessness is guaranteed by God. And then to bring that to mind every hour. 
And it even says, uh, it even says, devote in your longer practice periods today, which would be most profitable if done for the first five minutes of every waking hour, begin by stating the truth of your creation. Light and joy and peace abide in me. My sinlessness is guaranteed by God. And then, you know, close your eyes and mm -hmm. see what that does. So I, I would like to get back on track. You know, we're getting back on track with uh, saying the mantra, Om Mashibai. So I would like to get back on track with uh, bringing to mind the lesson. Okay. You set the alarm. <laughs> yeah. So. Thank you. So thank you. Light and joy and, and peace, peace abide, abide in me. me. My, My sinlessness, sinlessness is guaranteed, guaranteed by God. God.